together, at just a couple of verses are going to take our focus this morning. And just one I'd love us to read together is in Ephesians chapter 5 and verses 15 to 16. Ephesians 5 and verses 15 to 16. And this is what it says, the Apostle Paul writing, inspired by the Holy Spirit. Be very careful then how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise. Making the most of every opportunity. Because the days are evil. Let me read that again. Maybe if you have a... NIV uh, version, you could read along with me. Let's read this together. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Why don't we pray together? God, we come before you, our Father, and we want to say thank you. Thank you, God, for... Uh, the year that has passed. God, thank you for each day that you've given us. And as this year comes to a close, we want to pause and reflect and say thank you. God, your word says to give thanks in all circumstances. And for some of us, there have been situations that naturally and normally we wouldn't give thanks for. But God, we are your people, people of faith. And we look and we say, even in the hardest times of this last year, We know you've been working. We know you've been teaching us, refining us, sometimes disciplining us. God, sometimes shaping us and deepening our faith through struggles. And so, God, even for the tough times this past year, we want to say thank you. Thank you, God, that through your loving care, you guide us through even the hardest times. God, we want to thank you for the joys and blessings that we've received this last year. God, thank you for times when you have helped us grow more and more like you through uh, just doing things regularly that have been really wonderful things that have helped us grow. Lord, we thank you for the opportunities that we've had to meet together at church, to meet in small groups, to meet in different events uh, with other Christian people. Lord, we thank you for the encouragement we've gained from being part of this church and being part of this Christian family. God, we thank you. We thank you for friendships we have and times when we've been able to be encouraged by others and to bless others. Lord, thank you that you've given us so much and for times we've been able to give away of the extra things that you've given us. We thank you. God, today is just one day in our lives and we realise that ahead we don't know how many days we have. Lord, we pray that you'd help us to live not as unwise people, but as wise. God, we pray that in 2009 we would make the most of every opportunity. Lord, we know that if we don't intentionally do this because the days are evil, we'll find our time slipping away or getting caught up in things that aren't of you. So, Lord, for all that lies ahead, 
We ask for your strength and power to, to live it in the way you would have us to live. And God, we thank you for these moments we have together today as your family to open your word and to talk together, to encourage one another. And God, we pray that you would speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Just uh, We're going to keep together now uh, worshipping. We just want to acknowledge Jackie's, Jackie Smith's birthday. Was, she turned 81 yesterday. And isn't that great? So good on you, Jackie. <clears throat> Annie, for leading us in worship. You're singing very well. Those songs, they're, they're wonderful. Um, I, I wonder, uh, the, the truth is another year has gone, almost. I mean, it's gone quick, hasn't it? Um, the year began, uh, 2008 began, and for the most part, it's over. I mean, there's just a few more days to live in it, and then it's gone. Four more days, and we'll be living in 2009, and nobody will be living in 2008. That's history. That will be history in four days. And... Uh, this year began like any other, um, apart from the fact that there were 366 days this year because it was a leap year. Some of you didn't know that, but it doesn't really matter. So, but every day had 24 hours in it, every hour had 60 minutes in it, and every minute had 60 seconds in it, just like every other year, and we had all the same amount of time, and perhaps sometime during this past year, you've asked, maybe there's been lots of times when you've asked, you know, what time is it? What time is it? And it's a good question, especially if you need to get somewhere by a certain time. It's important that you know what time it is. But I think there's a far more important question that you can ask than what time is it? And I think it's the question is, what am I doing with my time. So when we ask the question, what time is it? Everybody has the same answer. Like, I mean, we all know exactly what the time is at any time. We just have to look at our watch and we can find out what time it is. But a much more important question, I think, than asking what time is it, is asking, what am I doing with my time? How am I using the time that I have? I think the question is much more important than people realise. Many people um, spend their lives gaining material things as if material possessions equals life. But, you know, you can lose everything you have and still have life. But when your time is gone, your life has ended. You can live without stuff, but you can't live without time. When time is over, your life is over. And our time is our life. So how we use it is incredibly important. So some of you um, now know what it is like to look back on periods of your life and wonder, where did all that time go? I mean, some of you have kids. If you have kids, you kind of think, Oh, there's so much time, you know, like changing nappies and cooking meals and getting them to bed and reading them stories. And what did I ever do with my time as a single person? 
Where did all that extra time go? If only I had that time again and I knew how much time I had now. And you look back on periods and you think, where did it all go? Some of you, you know, have kids have grown up and, 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 and left and you look back and you think, gee, now I've got all this time. How am I going to use it? And, and, and how you can use your time, often you look back and realise how much you've wasted it. And some of you now are in your 20s, looking back, thinking, what did I do in my teenage years? Some of you in your 30s, some of you in your 40s, 50s, looking back and thinking, I, I could have done so much more with the time I had. And maybe even today, as you look back on 2008, you could say, I really could have done so much more with the time that I had. The truth is, God's given each of us an allotment of time. Our days on earth, God knows. We don't know how much time we have on this earth. But God wants us to use our time and to use it well. So as we come to an end of one year and begin a new year, I want to spend just a few times looking at some statements. Uh, these, these statements are statements that you have on your handout. And these are statements that um, Andy Stanley, I love listening to Andy Stanley, um, and he shared these statements in uh, a series that he was doing on Foolproof. And I just was so impacted by them. I wanted to share them with all of you as well today. And they help us think about our use of time. And then we're going to look at some scriptures later on. And we're going to look at how those scriptures can inspire us to use our time effectively the way God wants to for the rest of this coming year, for the rest of next year, for the rest of our lives. So these statements in front of you, and there's some words just missing. And I'd love you to think about these things. They're not rocket science and they're things about use of time which can be really helpful for us. So here they are, simple truths. First one is, there is a cumulative value, cumulative value in investing small amounts of time in certain activities over a long period. Hope you can fit that in, it's pretty small, isn't it? You have to write small today. There is a cumulative value in investing small amounts of time in certain activities over a long period. Most obvious example is in the area of exercise. You know, uh, if you, uh, someone who exercises regularly, you'll look back and think, was there one actual time that made the difference in your fitness level? You know, was there, was there one kind of one hour jog or, you know, one hour workout that made you how you are today, fit today, and you'd have to look back and you'd say, no, it hasn't been one incident, it's been ongoing investments, incremental, cumulative investments, just investing in that in small amounts every day or every second day over one month, two months, six months, three years, you look back and you think, wow, I'm fit today, not because of one time, but because of daily investing small amounts of time over a long period of time. That's why you would say today you feel healthy and fit. Uh, same goes for practising 
uh, an instrument or anything that you practice. Like if you practice piano and you look back and you said, which day was the practice the one that made you play like you do today? And the answer is, no, no, there was never one practice time which made me a great piano player, but over time invested a little amount every day and the cumulative value of doing that little bit by bit has made me able to play the piano or the violin or whatever it is. Golfers know that no matter how much you want to, you can't just go out onto the golf course, perfect the beautiful swing and be able to hit it great every time. People know that really great golfers are the product of small investments regularly and what happens is there's a cumulative effect of cumulative value of investing small amounts of time into your golf swing that over a period of time uh, you find that you look back and go wow which session was it which time was it which bucket of balls it wasn't any one it was the regular ongoing same goes for your marriage I mean uh, you, you look back and, and if you invest in your marriage you know for 10, 15 minutes every day, every couple of days. Then over time, maybe you, you don't notice it at first, six months, uh, maybe six months to a year, you start to see the cumulative value of loving your wife, of serving your husband, of doing that, of spending time inputting into the life. So that you look back and you never think, well, when was the one time where I really strengthened this relationship? And you can never go back and pick, oh, well, it was, it was that one time. No, it was the cumulative value of investing small amounts day after day, every second day, weekly, into your marriage. The same is true too with your kids. I mean, a few minutes every day makes a huge difference over time. In your spiritual life, this is true as well. A few minutes every day in God's word, praying to him, speaking to him, communicating, you know, five, ten minutes, fifteen minutes every day, every second day, it helps over time, building in, so that you look back and you say, when did, I, when did I grow so much to feel like I know God and I love him? Well, it was never one time. It was slight, little increments every day investing in that. Do you know, there's a cumulative value we get in life from certain things that we invest in day by day, month by month, that over years and years we look back and instead of looking back with regrets, wishing we'd done more with our time, we find that our lives have actually been enriched because of the constant investments that we've made daily in areas of great value. It just wasn't one particular event, wasn't one time, but it was the cumulative value of many investments. Um, exercising one time doesn't make much difference. It, actually, eating dinner with your family once when you haven't been home for the last two, three weeks and you haven't eaten meals together and you say, oh, we'll do it tonight. It, it just doesn't make that much difference, you know, you know doing it once. Going to having a quiet time once when you never have one any other time. And today, perhaps you're here for the first time at church or, or maybe you just come on, on Christmas or Easter and you think, well, I did that, you know, <laughs> didn't do much for me. Well, of course it's not going to do much for you if you just come once. Be, you're supposed to come regularly and find the benefits of you. 
oh, no, I've done that. <laughs> I did it this year. But you're missing it. It's actually not one service that's going to change your life, but if you go week after week uh, growing, you, the cumulative value of that will help you invest in your life. A quiet time, you know, ne- no one changed your life. But having it regularly, uh, just day after day, after six months, you see the difference. So the second thing, first thing, there's a cumulative value in investing small amounts of time in certain activities over a long Period. Second thing, neglect has a cumulative value as well, has a cumulative effect. It's not a value, it's, it's an effect as well. So if I determined that for the next three weeks or six months, I'm going to neglect my marriage, you know, I put it up on a little card on the window, on, on the mirror in the bathroom, and I say, neglect my marriage, you know, and I actually go out intentionally, I make it my goal to neglect my marriage. Well, you know, if I just do it one time, it, it might be okay. But if I continue to neglect my marriage over a week, two weeks, maybe, maybe it would only be seven days or I don't know. But if I kept doing that for six months, would you think there's going to be an effect at the end of that time? Absolutely. Because neglect has an effect as well, a cumulative effect. If I said, I, I'm going to neglect my health this year, you know, I'm going to just eat whatever I want, I'm going to eat, do you think there would, I'd have something for, to show for it at the end of a year? Absolutely. There would be an, a, an effect, a cumulative effect. Neglect your children. The same is going to happen. If I said just I'm going to spend most of my, most of my time with my oldest child and, and neglect my, my youngest child, you know, and I started to do that regularly and intentionally, the end of the year, the results would be devastating because neglect has a cumulative effect. If I did that thing, it would have an effect. You get the point. So the point is that neglecting the important areas of your life has a cumulative effect. And... Investing small amounts in the important areas of life has a cumulative effect as well. Thirdly, there aren't really any immediate consequences for neglecting single instalments of time in any arena of life. There aren't really any immediate consequences for neglecting single instalments of time in any arena of life. Um, This is what's so deceiving, I think. And and this is why uh, we can miss our exercise. I mean, we can think, well, just missing one time is not going to make any big difference. We say, uh, you know, I'm not going to run tomorrow. I'm not going to, you know, go to the gym tomorrow. Um, I, I'm not going to do that. It, it won't make a big deal. And, and the truth is, missing one exercise uh, time is not going to make a big difference in your life. You know, it, it's true. It's not. And um, then you think about your diet and you think, well, you know, just this one time breaking that's not going to make a b- big deal. And the truth is that one time of, of there aren't really any consequences that are immediate that you can see by neglecting a single instalment in any arena of life. And that's true with eating and with 
our exercise. And it, it's true, too, with uh, date, a date night. You know, Mandy and I have a date night that we, that we put aside Thursday nights. And it's true that if we miss that one time, you know, if we do that, it's not going to break our marriage, just the one time to miss that. There's no immediate consequences. So sometimes we, we can actually fool ourselves when it comes to exercise or, you know, eating and all that to think it, it, there's not really matters this one time. So I can just safely neglect that. And we kind of talk ourselves through that and think we don't have to worry too much about it. And the wheels don't fall off and our kids don't leave home and it's just this once and it's no big deal and we can console ourselves with that. Fourth uh, point. There is no cumulative value to the urgent things we allow to interfere with what's most important. Now, there's no cumulative value to the urgent things we allow to interfere with what's most important. Perhaps last year you got to this time of the year and you said, this is the year for uh, you know, getting into shape. I'm joining a gym, I'm buying a treadmill, I'm even getting new runners and shoes and you know, I'm getting the shorts and all the fitness stuff and even getting an iPod so I can you know, get in and you announced it to all your friends and you said, this is the year, this is the year and you know what? You didn't. You didn't do it. And if I was to come down and sit with you and say, what was it? You know, what were the things that you didn't do? Uh, what were the things that you did instead of exercising and doing what you were going to do? And you might say, oh, what do you mean? I've never thought of that question. You know, what was it that I didn't do, or that I did instead of exercising? What, what did I do with the other time? And you know, say, I'd never even thought of that. Maybe we could say, well, did you sleep in? Yes, yeah, there were times instead of going to the gym, I slept in, you know, uh, and that was because I spent two hours at night, you know, staying up watching telly more and I lost that time, so I had to make it up in the morning. Well, what was the value of the extra things that you did, which were the kind of other things that got in the way? And you know what? The, the value, you, you would answer, is there's no, there's no cumulative value in what I did, staying up two hours later. What about other times? Well, I read the paper in the morning instead of going for a jog. That's what I did. I just read the paper and I, I looked at that and, and, and that was it. Well, what was the cumulative value of doing that instead of going for the exercise like you wanted to do? Well, I, none. You know, there's none. Maybe when you think, well, it's been three, four, four weeks since I've been home, you know, fatigued to sit down with the family. And, and what was the things that, you, that got in the way? What were the urgent things? Well, we had extra meetings at work and it was harder and it took longer than we thought. And, and you know, I had to do more administration. I had to take some people out for dinner that were clients and all these things happened. And then, you know, what was the cumulative value of all those urgent things, you know, that replaced spending time with you, uh, there was none, you know. Because the truth is that the urgent, short-term things that come in on the important things that we want to do, like spending time with our family, like investing in our marriage, like spending time with, our, with God, with our Heavenly Father and doing that, the, the other things that creep in add up to no value cumulatively when we sit back and when we think about it. 
finally, fifth point, in the critical arenas of life, you cannot make up for lost time. In the critical arenas of life, you cannot make up for lost time. Whereas in school, you can pull an all-nighter and pass the test. Anyone done that? Yeah, I have. But in the critical areas of life, I mean, in the important things, in, in relationships with your kids, in relationships with your wife, in, in, in things that over time are of incredible value to your, your relationship with God, you cannot cram in those areas. You can't cram for a relationship with your heavenly father. You, you can't cram a relationship with your wife. You can't cram a relationship with your husband. You can't cram getting into shape physically or, or being fit healthily. We, we try, though, don't we? I mean, have you ever been where you said, I'm going to get fit, I'm going to get fit, and then it goes two, three weeks, and you think, right, I'm going on like a 15K run, really hard. You know, and there's something within us, we're smart, and we know that's not the right thing to do, but there's something that wants to punish ourselves for missing, missing it and just make us, you know, make up because we think we can cram when we've been neglecting small increments over time. But you know what happens, don't you, the next day? You can't even walk and you're exhausted and you feel like, oh, and then you can't go the following day because you're so exhausted and you think, I'm never going running again. You know, it's exhausting, it hurts too much. We know that. We know that. You, know, you, you can't uh, cram in, in, in areas of your life like that. You can't come home to the kids and say, hey, kids, you know what? I've been missing out on having dinner at home with you and sitting down at the table together. So I'll tell you what, Jonathan's been preaching this morning about doing that. We're going to go as a family straight from church today. We're going to start at Elgin's. We're going to have lunch there. Then we're going to move on and we're going to go to the Cafe Grove. We're going to have lunch there. Then we're going to go and we're going to go right on round to all the restaurants we can find and we're going to make up for all the nights we've missed before and then we'll be right. You know, it just doesn't work. It doesn't make sense, does it? It doesn't make sense. You know, if you've been neglecting your marriage for six months, a weekend away doesn't do anything for it really, does it? I mean, it doesn't matter how many roses you have or how much you try and make it romantic. If you've been neglecting for six months, then it, it just doesn't come. If you come to church and say, John, I haven't been for three months, I'm going to go morning and night, and I'm going to stay in the car park. You, know, you just can't cram <laughs> those kind of things. You can't cram those kind of things. You can't make up for lost time. All of us are at different stages in our life right now, aren't we? Some of us, you know, maybe you're a young person. Maybe you're a single person. Could be that you're a married husband or wife with young kids or maybe you're an adult whose kids have left home or maybe you're retired today. But all of us are all in a stage in our life which is temporary. And one day we'll move past this stage and we'll look back on the stage that we've spent, the time that we've spent in this stage. And we'll either look back with regret, knowing that we've lost 
the time, the cumulative value of what we could have done a little bit every day, which we can't regain anymore because it's past. Oh, sure, you can stop and look to the future and make new decisions for the future, but you can't regain the cumulative value of small investments in those important things over time. And one day we're going to look back on this period in our lives and we're either going to be feeling really positive about that or we're going to be looking back with regrets about the times that we didn't use. Now, some of you might be here, aren't Christians, and to this point, you know, this is pretty logical stuff. You don't have to be a Christian to believe, well, this is use of time. It's kind of, uh, you know, we can all kind of agree that, that these principles seem to be true in life and work out. But for those of us who are Christians this morning and who, uh, who, who want to live the way God's desired, being intentional about the important things in our life is what God wants us to do because the Bible clearly says that God has given us a certain amount of days. Our days are numbered. God's given us time on this earth to live and he wants us to use it in the best way that we can, living for him. Look what, the, what Moses said in, in Psalm 90 and verse 12. He said, teach us to number our days aright that we may gain a heart of wisdom. God wants us to live wisely. He wants us to have a heart of wisdom. He wants us to be able to look back in our lives and say, now we have this wisdom in our lives because we've numbered our days aright. We've done investments in the important things in our life every day so that now we can stand with a wise Heart, because we've numbered our days aright. God wants us to live like that. So asking today, what are the critical areas in my life where I need to invest will lead to eventually us having a, a heart of wisdom, which is God's desire for us. Paul the Apostle wrote the, these words, which we read earlier. He, he, he wrote this, be very careful then how you live. Now, he could have talked here how you live about anything, about our parenting, about our use of money, about anything. But he says, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity. He talks about our use of time. He talks about how we use our time and we're to use it not as unwise, but wise. And then he says, making the most of every opportunity. That phrase, making the most of every opportunity, in the Greek, literally uh, says this, redeeming the time. So not as unwise, but as wise. Redeeming the time. Redeeming the time. Why? Because... The days are evil. The little phrase, redeeming the time, making the most of every opportunity, it means be wise. Be wise. Get the maximum out of life. It's a word that was used for accounting terms in, in that time. It was used saying get the maximum value out of what you do. Squeeze the life out of everything, every good moment, every moment that you have to live. Make it count. Get the value out of time in your life. Why? Because the days are evil. You don't intentionally invest in what's most important. Life is so busy and our world will tell you what to use your time up for. 
And our world will say, you need to watch more telly. You need to buy more of this product. You need to do this. You need to get... You need, and our, our world will quickly tell us, and the days are evil. If you listen to the world, it will not help you become more godly. It will move you further and further away from God. So you need to get intentional to decide what's most important areas of your life and start to invest every day so that you don't get caught up and taken along in the way that the world will naturally, naturally lead you. Be very careful how you live in 2009, not as unwise but as wise. Make the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. We'll miss the opportunities if we don't take hold of them now and invest little bits every day, every second, every month, whatever it is, in the key important areas of our life, in our you know, physical fitness, in our in our work professionally, in our relationships that we have, in, the, in our spiritual lives, if we don't invest key time, then we'll look back with regrets. Um, for me, just a few, you know, in the area of relationships, I, I don't know, some of you might not know what Facebook is. Anyone know what Facebook is? It's on the internet, you know, and you kind of, sign up and there's all these groups of networks of people that can send you little things here, send you little things there and, you know, you can talk and chat and do all those things on Facebook and I always said, oh, I'm never going to get on Facebook, I'm too old and, you know, I'm 40 now and, you know, but not that if you're over 40 you're too old, it's just a personal thing, no. But I just thought I wouldn't. But then people kept sending me these things. You can get on what, an invitation. And so I went on it. And I loved it. The first week, you know, it was just fantastic. And then I found myself um, at home, coming home from work, saying hello to the kids, you know, getting on Facebook. My wife's sort of like, what are you doing? And I'm start, I'm real, all of a sudden it's hitting me. This very unimportant thing, you know, which is fun and it's great fun, but was robbing time from my family which is a far more important value to me than being on Facebook. So quickly, Mandy and I had some discussions when we realised, hey, this has got something that could steal our time and take away from the important investments we want to make in our family and in our marriage. And so you know what my rule is now? Ten minutes at lunchtime during the day, I can go on Facebook. <laughs> then that's in just a very little place that's not going to, in, in, you know, creep out of where it should be. And all this other time has been set free to continue inputting to my family and into, into them. You know, just recently, uh, I mean, for us, it's just been mad. I don't know about you, but leading up to Christmas here, we've got Christmas musical, we've got Christmas musical, uh, you know, practices, rehearsals, and then, then the musical. And then we've got, like, all the services leading up to Christmas, and then there's Christmas breakups, and then writing Christmas cards, and going visiting the Christmas lights, and visiting family, friends, and all that kind of that. You know, in the midst of all that, we kind of found, like, oh, when are we going to have our date night together, Mandy and I? You know, and it's been a couple of, couple of weeks where we've been trying to really squeeze it in and feel it. And, you know, right now, I just feel like we're, we're really hanging out for that to come back. And we need to really 
re-establish that. Mandy and the girls are down in Lawn um, at this time, so it's hard to re-establish it this week. But when we get back again, we're going to spend that time again together, and we've got to make sure that at the moment, beep, 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 this little alarm bell's ringing saying, we've got to get back and make this a key value in our life. Uh, uh, so, uh, there are some of you, I know a lot of you have been doing this in uh, many different ways, but one of the areas in your spiritual life, your relationship with God and how you relate to him and, and, and spend time with him each day. And just this morning, uh, you know, Rita Clement, just down the front, she gave me a little note and she said, I'd just like to let you know that last night I finished reading the Bible through in a year. And she said, I, I found it really, you know, it's taken a lot of dedication. But you know what she said? It's brought me closer to God, you know? You can't just come closer to God like that right now. But readers found at 86 years old reader, reading her Bible every day this year has helped her come closer to God. She's looking back on the year going, wow, I've got the cumulative value of little instalments every day for the whole past year and I feel like it's really made a difference in my life. In this next moment, we've just got like one more minute remaining. I wonder for you if you could ask this question this morning. What can I begin? Says a big, you can all see my spelling mistakes, can't you? Can you see that? Says being. What can I begin doing on a regular basis that would have cumulative value in these areas? Isn't that incredible? <laughs> I'm going to be working on my spelling, but I don't really need to, do I? Because I'm looked after. Um, what can I begin? So, so maybe for you, you think physically. You know, I've only got one life. I've got one body, and, you know, the Bible says our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. So let's care for it. Let's look after it. We want to live uh, fully and care for our bodies. It may be in there's an area right now where you think, yeah, if I just did this in this area, that will help me live more healthily for next year or for the rest of my life. I could do that just a little bit, maybe every second day. Relationally, when you think about your, maybe, it's, maybe you're married, you, the way you treat your husband or your wife, or maybe it's time with the kids, or maybe if you're, you know, the different relationships that you have in your life. What's one thing that I could do? Just a little bit, every day, every second day. Professionally, maybe at your work, this is where you work. Maybe there's some things that you really need to do that would flip around and put your priorities on what's most important every day right at the top of your agenda and you'd be so much more effective at what you do at work if you just did this thing every day rather than letting all the other important things but not crucial things get in the way spiritually your relationship with God. Maybe it's joining a small group and being part of that on an ongoing basis. Maybe it's coming more regularly to church. Maybe it's you know, reading through the Bible every day. Maybe it's praying or journaling. What, what is it? I'm going to give you one minute now and I just want you to take just a moment to respond. Just write in something that you think in this coming next year, in these areas, what can I do that would make a huge cumulative value for the coming years? and for the rest of my life. Why don't we spend just one minute doing that? Let's do that now.
Well, let's pray together, shall we? God, thank you for every day you give us. And God, knowing that one day we will take our last breath, one day you'll come again, we want to be ready. We want to be living wisely. We want to be investing every day in the things that will have so much value. So God, help us to do those one things that we've put down in those areas this year, next year, for the rest of our lives. And help us to come, each of us, to come to a place where we can look back with great joy, great thankfulness for the way that we've used our time. And may you give us all wise hearts that come from a love for you. God, at this time we're now just about to offer our offerings to you, to give. And again, God, every time that we give, we just do this regularly, habitually, week in, week out. And God, what we're saying every time that we do this, you know, there's no one uh, act of giving that, that changes our heart completely, but it's the consistent, regular giving that makes us generous people, people that don't cling to what we have, but, but give trusting in you each week. And God, as we give now, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for giving so much to us. Thank you for giving us all that we have. And we give to you now in worship and thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, offerings will be...